I want to start with a parable in today's gospel reading. The Landover gives three of his slaves huge amounts of money, different amounts, but all three still huge, and then leaves them in charge. And so they were to enter into the joy of their master. Now, what comes with that kind of trust is responsibility and accountability. In the first place in the parable, everything comes from the owner, the money and the owner's trust in his servants. What may that mean for us who hear the parable? Surely, it means something straightforward, that everything we are and all that we have is entrusted to us by God. Not only money, although it surely means that, I mean everything our bodies and souls, our gifts of whatever sort, whatever we possess, small or great, everything we are and all that we have is entrusted to us by God. And the first thing to notice about that is God's generosity. God gives so generously, so open-handedly, so freely, air to breathe, food to eat, light to see, people to love, and everything else. All is given to us by the God who loves us and who surrounds us with blessing. God is so good. Once when I was making my confession in my usual gloomy way, including my lack of thankfulness, the priest advised me to count my blessings. That was good basic advice that everyone here has often heard, but that I often forget. It's a basic spiritual discipline to name God's gifts one by one and thank God for them, and so to enter into the joy of our master. The second thing I notice in this parable is God's trust in us. God has given us all this into our care and gives us the minds and hearts to enjoy it and use it rightly. We are called to live up to that trust, to embrace the responsibility that comes with it. Today I want to name three of the many things entrusted to us, three that matter, and I feel in these days that matter keenly, gifts that in different ways call for special responsibility. First, our care for the church. For those of us who attend St. Luke's Los Gatos for St. Luke's, for those of us in other churches elsewhere, those churches. And we are indeed caring for the church, even if we've been limited by the virus. Keeping the gardens, maintaining the fabric of the building, serving on the vestry, on the food pantry, the altar guild, the music ministry, helping to stream the services, and how much else? All much else held in reserve until the virus diminishes. And not least in these difficult times, we need to care for the church with our money. The responsibility God's given us for St. Luke's means giving of ourselves, however we do it, to the best of our ability. There's a lot we can't do right now But there is one thing that whatever our resources we can all do, and that is pray for this parish. 
We're meant to be one of the lights in Los Gatos. It's a major responsibility, and God has put that torch in our hands. Second, God has called us to care for this community of Los Gatos and for all the other communities in which we live. In thanksgiving to God, we need to build up our communities as best we can, or we can serve in our work or by volunteering. In our voices, small and great, calling for justice and mutual respect, working with organizations that build up the common life of all their people, Where we live and work, we are meant to share with everyone in the care for the life around us. God's goodness weaves through the whole social nexus, and we are entrusted with it. It is our business as Christians, with all the people of faith and of no faith around us, to seek the common good and not only lesser goals. Third, our care for our country. In the face of the contrary currents dangerously flowing around after the election, and in spite of the genuine divisions we suffer, we are all stewards of a democracy. That means I believe that we particularly need leaders who will seek the common good. God is the ultimate source of all power and authority as God is the creator of every kind of person wherever they live and whatever they do. We need leaders who seek to promote the dignity of every person, who build up the life that all share. Whether they know it or not, this country's and states and civic leaders are accountable to God for their stewardship of the country put into their care. We pray for them and we vote and we hold them accountable for their trust as they and we will be held accountable to God for how we have built up the common life we share with everyone on this planet. And we ourselves need to foster the public and private will to seek the common good. I fear that that is no longer a consensus in much of the world or here in America. It is critical that we do whatever we can to turn that around. Lesser goods, like the bottom line of our businesses and industries, are genuinely important, but only in the context of the common good. Our voices need to be heard, and our lives need to be led in a way that mirrors God's loving care for the whole and all the parts of this world. We need to seek the common good that includes all people, certainly including our long, long overdue repentance of the racism that has hindered and frustrated and damaged so many of us. We will disagree about some aspects of how to achieve the common good, but that is what we must seek as best we can together and thereby to enter into the joy of our master. In his letter to the Philippians, St. Paul underlines how radically God has sought the good of us all in Christ. Though the Son of God was rich, he became poor for us and lived and died in radical self-giving. When God raised him from the dead and sent the Holy Spirit, we were called to share in that self-giving. 
the children of God are meant to imitate their parent. God's love is the power that will change the world. When God brings the day that God's will is done in earth as in heaven, God's love for us, God's love in us and through us is so great. And you have long heard the call to respond to that love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And by them and through them, by God's mercy, to enter into the joy of our master. Lastly, and what is not in the parable, but shines out of the whole life and death and risen life of Jesus, even when we fail, even when our limitations and our sins hinder our response to God's call, we live by God's mercy and forgiveness in Christ. God's love is not punitive. It is infinitely generous to us, who all of us, who need God's mercy and grace so much. Yes, we are called to be merciful and forgiving to each other, but God's mercy and forgiveness come first. It is for us, just as we are, with all our limitations and sins, that God raised Jesus from the dead. It is in light of that reality that we hear Jesus call. Be merciful as your Father in heaven is merciful, and so to enter into the joy of our Master. Amen. <laughs>